Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. I just like to take really complex stuff and make it just practical, doable, simple. You know, for example, law of attraction. How many of you guys are into law of attraction? Great. Here's the thing, though. I think it's much simpler than ever said before. It just works like this. If you would like to be attractive to circumstance, if you would like to be attractive to investors, if you would like to attract great employees, great relationships, great everything, then simply enjoy what you do. If you're enjoying what you do, then you are inherently attractive. And most of us set up our lives so that we do a whole lot of stuff that we don't really want to have to do so that we can eke out a moment where we get to do what we think we really want to do. And so stop it. Like immediately, you want to come in, somebody says, hey, Eric, can we do a joint venture? Can we do a deal together? Can you do some mentoring for me? The first thing I will ask, I don't care about the money. I'll eventually care about the money. (laughs) But I don't care about the money. I will first ask, is it fun? It's the first thing I'll ask. And then I'll say to myself, does it have an impact? And then after that, can we make a profit doing it? And those will kind of be the things that will set me up doing it. It's really simple. If you're bidding a contract, to develop your website, and you go talk to two companies. One of the companies, the staff likes being there. They enjoy their jobs. But the other company, their staff loves being there. Their staff is impassioned about being there. The owner loves being there as well. Like, nobody leaves at 5 o'clock. They have to push their employees out the door. Which one do you want to do business with? No question. And it's the same with every area of your life. You can test it anywhere. Let's say you want to raise money. You've got investors coming to your business, and you have four hours of really crappy work to do and four hours of really fun work to do, and they're coming in the middle of the day. Which work do you think you should do right before they come? Do the stuff you love, because that'll boost your vibration and create attraction. Does this make sense? All right, so that's what I mean about taking complex things and just make it simple. The more you're smiling, the more stuff comes to you. And so then I think a lot about the way our desires are. You know, like I think that some of the greatest enjoyment we get out of life is not in the achieving, it's in the wanting itself. It is the want, because I know there's been a million times where I've received the thing that I wanted so much, and it was anticlimactic. The wanting was really the fun part, right? And so this is just how I think of physics. This is how I think of the world. You see, there's this whole universe of things that are impossible to you, You don't even know about them. They're not impossible. They're invisible. You don't even know they exist. And then at some point in time, somebody comes along and says, hey, this thing's visible. But you go, yeah, but it's impossible initially. And the challenge is get rich quick schemes and all these different things that people sell and what have you. It's like, I'm going to help you take the impossible and make it immediately actual. Get rich quick, right? Instant results. Here's the trouble with instant results. You never acclimatize to the result. You guys have heard the stories. Win the lottery, what happens? It's awful. It's not just lose it. It's lose it. It's suicide. It's prison. It's depression. If you take a butterfly out of the cocoon before it was ready, it will never fly and die. You need the whole process of going from impossible to possible to probable to then actual. And so why I'm so amazed at coming here, I came here on vacation. I came here because I thought it would be fun, right? Highest value, fun. And then I thought, well, I might have a chance to have some impact. And it turns out you guys had an impact. Because suddenly everything that's going on in my life is one degree more possible right now than it was four days ago. And what's fascinating about this is that's all you need. All you need is to change your beliefs. I woke up one day in a hotel room in Bali, and there'd been a horrible earthquake in Yogyakarta. 
2004, four and a half thousand people killed in a heartbeat, and I'm looking on the news. My first thought was, wow, I'd like to help those people. Before I turned on the news, it was all invisible to me. I turned on the news, it became visible, but impossible. I mean, me? Little old me going to go all the way to Java from Bali? I don't even know how to get there. And then I thought, well, wait a minute now. I'll just call the concierge at the hotel and ask how close it is. So I asked how close it was. It's the next island, and there are ferries every day. It went 1% possible. And from 1% possible... I started making new phone calls. Well, can somebody get me a truck? And is there a medical supply place somewhere that I can buy a ton of stuff on my credit card right now and food? Is there like a huge food wholesaler? And each time I got an answer back from the hotel, it went from 1% possible to 4% possible. And 24 hours later, I was in Jogjakarta helping people rebuild their lives in the most devastating earthquake situation I'd ever seen. It didn't go from impossible to actual in a minute. It doesn't work like that. What happens if you try to climb Kilimanjaro in one day and go straight to the summit? Does anybody know? You get sick and you might even die. You need to go there one step at a time. And the first step is not the first step you take on the mountain. It's the first step you take to start to believe one day you could do it. And that's what I saw here in me and in so many people around me. Like, okay, how many of you would like to get from point A to point B? Okay, great. (laughs) Step one, figure out where point A is right? Step two, figure out what is point B. And I'm going to tell you point B is the point of belief. That's what point B is. The minute you start to believe in something, then it is now possible for you. You see, because other people, they start off at point A and then they want to go to point B and they start walking toward point B. But then what happens to their belief? Starts to fade. They're friends. Oh, they're friends. You'll never make it. Oh, it's so hard. Why do you keep trying? Come on, get a job right? They're friends. And so they go, well, my belief is fading. And so they turn and they turn and they turn and they keep turning and then they get lost. The weirdest thing is, what is the strategy they needed? It was belief. They needed to believe in what they were doing in a big way. How many of you feel the tiniest bit stronger belief about your dreams right now? That's the change. That's it. Everything's right there. Because you see, the minute you believe in something, it changes the way you see the world. It changes everything. I sat down with my wife one day and I said, I'm tired of being in the business world. I want to become a speaker. I'd done it for a little while. I enjoyed it a great deal. I said, I want to be a speaker, but I don't want to start all over again with these tiny rooms of people. I want to get out there and do big things. And she goes, okay, let's do that. And she goes, well, what I suggest you do is you partner with people. As Janet would say, you get yourself some enlightened alliances. Go out there and find the right people. And she said, who do you want to work with? And I said, I've got the list. I started writing the list down. And what does my wife say to me about that list? She goes, you can't work with those people. I said, why not? She goes, because they're good. (laughs) What? She goes, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant they're only good. And you are outstanding. And you don't know it. And you need to get out there. I will tell you, Janet says this to me all the time for 10 years or five years or whatever. A butterfly can't see its own wings. You have no idea how brilliant you are. You have no idea. So my wife says to me, do something different. She says, I want you to create a board of the people that you're like afraid to write on the board. That's what I want you to do. The incredible people. I said, all right, fine. I'm a little annoyed with her at this point because, you know, men, don't we love being coached by our wives? (laughs) So I go up on the board and I write down Tony Robbins. Ha, I say to her. Ha. She goes, good start. Fine. 
And I go, I go, who else? I go, I go, I know, I know, I know. The guy with this like second largest seminar company in, in, in the world. I go, I go, Harvecker. She goes, excellent. That's a good start. And I said, okay, who else? I want to write books. Ah, what about like the most successful author in the history of books? How about the Jack Canfield I write on the list? She goes, that's a great list. You want to go for a walk on the beach? Okay, and then we go for a walk on the beach, and you guys heard Vishen talk about this, and some of you at AFES would have heard me talk about this in Greece. We played the wouldn't it be nice game. And my wife and I just go on the beach, and we talk about wouldn't it be nice if this happened? Wouldn't it be nice if that happened? Wouldn't it be nice if that happened? And then not too long after that, I walk into a grocery store in Turks and Caicos. Most of you don't even know where Turks and Caicos is because it's smaller than a postage stamp. It has two grocery stores, and I happen to be in one of them. And guess who's in the lineup in front of me? T. Harvecker. Now, how many of you guys have seen somebody you know really, really well? I mean, you're not your best friend, but you know them pretty well, but you see them in a place that you weren't expecting them, and you don't see them. How many have had this experience? They walk up and they say hi, and you're going, I can't place you at all because you're not wearing the suit that I'm used to. Is this right? I would never have seen him if I had not written his name on the board. I would have been standing there in the grocery store, and he would not have been present to me because we don't see stuff. But once we begin to believe, then our mind starts paying attention and looking for evidence. And there he was. Now, how many of you have ever seen somebody really famous thought it'd be really cool to go up and talk to them, but didn't do it? How many have had this? So that's the next step. Why am I going to go talk to this guy? Only his name was on the board. How can I not? What do I do? How do I explain to my wife that I put his name on the board, and then he was in the store, and I didn't say hello? How do I do that? So what do I do? I have a chat with him. And then we're having a barbecue at his house, and then he tried to sell me his company. And we had all these great talks. And then I got a letter in the mail later, and it said, Dear Eric, you have been nominated for membership in Jack Canfield's Transformational Leadership Council. Jack, Can he, he's on the board. <laughs> every six months, I, Jack's a good buddy of mine. I hang out with him every six months, if not more. And I'm like, this is getting really weird. And then some of you guys know the story. I get the phone call. Hey, Tony Robbins would love to have you come and teach business. <laughs> Oh man, I'm going to get buy more of those boards. They're magic. <laughs> They're magic. But what's really magic is that in the very same way, when you buy a car and suddenly you can see that car everywhere, you know what I'm talking about, right? Why couldn't you see it before? I would put to you that everybody who uses that example on stage doesn't fully understand it yet because you could see it before. Because if you couldn't have seen it before, you would have tried to park where it was parked. <laughs> so you could see it before, but you couldn't see it for what it was. And I'm telling you right now, there are people that a week ago, you couldn't see them for what they are. There are opportunities in your life that you couldn't see what it really was, the opportunity that it really represented. But as a result of what you've done here, the people you've connected with, the knowledge you've gained, now you will see those things differently. And all you have to do to maintain that is act upon those visions. Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast.